Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. And welcome to Promo Cares Radio. I am not your host, Roger Burnett. I am Bill Petrie, a good friend of Roger Burnett, and I am taking over this today. And it's my honor to do so because Roger and I were talking about Promo Cares and where we're at and where we're going. And we thought it was a great opportunity for me to take over Promo Cares Radio and turn the tables on Roger a little bit and interview him. For those of you who don't know, Roger Burnett is a very good friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. And Roger is an industry veteran, a Promo Kitchen emeritus chef. He is the founder of Promo Cares, along with Danny Rosen, and is the key driving force behind the organization. And we thought we'd take the opportunity today to talk about the genesis of the organization, where we're at, and where we're looking to go, and how you can get involved. So... Roger, I'd like to welcome you to your own podcast. Ah, that's fun. Thanks, man. This is, it, uh, it, it's bizarro world right now, and I'm kind of digging it. It's fun to have the tables turned on you, isn't it? Not bad. Not it's bad. It's good, good. Well, Roger, for those people who don't really understand or know what Promo Cares is, why don't you talk about how it got started. I know the basic premise was it was a podcast. You, you do another podcast called So You're in Sales, which is a fantastic podcast. And I'm not just saying that because I was a platinum level guest on it. <laughs> but I know you had a So You're in Sales podcast with our, our mutually great friend, Danny Rosen. And I believe that was kind of the genesis of Promo Cares. Why don't you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know, uh, life is, uh, to me, best remembered on uh, the anniversaries of things that have occurred that are memorable. And uh, this discussion really does harken back to, to some really great memories for me. So it's really getting, getting to know Danny Rosen over the course of the last decade or so. Um, the, the beauty in establishing deeper, long-standing relationships with people who are practicing a craft similar to yours is you sort of start to get to witness how other people work. Absolutely. Um, in a lot of ways, very similar to like, you know, Bill, you've made it very easy for people to see how you work. And by uh, virtue of what you put out there, you know, everyone has an opportunity to sort of have their own understanding of who Bill Petrie is. And Danny's done very that very similarly. But but what I noticed about Danny was um, something that took me a really long time to watch. But then when I realized, I, I just saw the genius in it. And um, as a marketer, one of the things that Danny does best is he he will conduct market research on everybody around him in the most clever and clandestine way I've ever seen. No question. Where, he is a he's an Olympic caliber digital stalker. I mean, he but in a good way. Like, yeah, we'll we'll literally. I've watched where he'll. I'll be with him, and he'll float an idea about something. Yep, that's really interesting. And you know, I always have an opinion about what the idea he's floating. But what it took me years to realize is that some of what we were talking about were things that he fully intended to bring to market. Things like uh, the the uh, lottery machine, the swag lottery machine, mm-hmm. uh, the. Um, uh, swag lottery machine for sure. The kindness container, 
Right. Like, I mean, these are things literally like I can remember he and I walking down the streets of Raleigh and him pitching me ideas and right. me telling him, oh, my God, that would be brilliant. And the difference between people who have ideas and the people who execute is right right in what just we talked about. Like, no, no lots question. of people have those kinds of discussions, but it's very infrequent that you watch someone not only execute on some of those ideas, but do it in a way that is surprising and delightful and effective and and it's and really to me the and not only is it all of that but if you look at his band together and what he's done Mm -hmm. with that i mean that is our as a marketer the swag lottery machine is a really cool idea as a purpose-driven marketer band together is a movement no no question and you you hit on something i want to just dissect a little bit and i knew we'd start getting into conversation which i always love you know kirby and i we do our podcast unscripted and we've always shared ideas that we have out in the open and i've had people come up to me and say why do you share that was a good idea why do you share that and it's because i know that i'll execute on it and you won't right and and that's not (laughs) and that's not saying that in a jerky way it's just i know i have a fire within me and if i've got an idea and i want to execute it i'll execute it yeah i there's so many people that have wonderful ideas but they never execute and that's what has got me so interested in this pro in promo care so you had the idea you shared it with danny on your podcast how did it become reality well and so it really is it's in those relationships that you know So I've watched him and it's, I have confidence in Danny because I've seen what he can do and watch how effective it could be. And what I recognized was we had this recurring theme between he and I around the notion of goodness, doing good for the world. That's that's one of the major things that that cat likes to do. And that speaks to my why as well. And so I always sort of expected that there was going to be something that he and I would do, and you just never know what form it's going to take. But right. we were having a conversation over the holidays last year after the podcast, because the podcast mm-hmm. was recorded in de- December, and we released it on December 17th. So right. for anybody who's interested in you know sort of hearing the backstory, literally that podcast is us putting it out there in a way that ultimately became a text message that I sent to him, wishing him and his family a Merry Christmas and telling him that I thought that that, that idea warranted the light of day mm-hmm. and that I was willing to put my time and effort and energy into trying to make it see the light of day. And it really was with that text message that the whole thing kind of got started in earnest. And so in a lot of ways, like to me, it's I feel like um, the beauty of this is that, and Danny would hate to hear me say this to him, but it's like I'm honoring all of that he does Mm -hmm. by the inspiration that he's created in me. And then consequently, what I'm hoping to pass along an inspiration to people like yourself and David Schultz and Tony Wavering, you know, the guys that are have signed on here in the early stage of what we're doing. And then for the broader community of people who have self-identified with us in the meantime to say like, we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and you guys sound like you're on the right track. So when you can tell us more, tell us more. And that, that's been very gratifying to see, um, even at this very early stage in what we're doing. Yeah, no, I think I think it's great. So, you and Danny obviously had the podcast, and and that that resulted in, if I remember correctly, a meeting that we attended in Las Vegas at the PPAI Expo, and there were quite a few right. people in the room. 
yeah. before we get before we get to that part of it, why do you tell? I want to. I want you to share your. I want you to be a little vulnerable here. Okay. Why do you personally? Why does Roger Burnett feel it's necessary that something like a a promo cares movement? Let's call it a movement because I really do think that's what it is. Why do you feel that something like this? Not only should exist in our industry, but why? Why must it exist? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, people who know me, um, the longest, and my closest friends and family would tell you that I am most uh, energized by a sense of uh, the violation of the concept of fairness. Mm-hmm. And when I see things that I think are unfair. I've oftentimes put myself at risk even sometimes in my willingness to stand up for the person that I feel like is being picked on and having unfair things done for them. Right. And so I think it's in that spirit that, you know, uh, my volunteer service, you know, uh, everything that I've done at the regional level in participating at the within the trade association of our industry from, you know, being the mentorship chair at Promo Kitchen. I mean, all of that is built with two things in mind, really, sort of like making the playing field as level as it possibly can be for everyone who's interested in wanting it to be that way mm-hmm. by sharing of information and, you know, giving people the chance to really do things to the best of their ability if they want to learn. And then, uh, you know, feeling like I'm I'm contributing in a way that when I'm done, that my contributions will outlive whatever money I made as a part of my time in the industry. And that, you know, I, I give, give back in a way that would be noteworthy. So I I feel like we've been looking for it all along. Yeah. It was just a matter of finding the right thing that I could decide to put my time and energy into and be all in. Yeah. And I love that answer because you're talking, you're talking about a couple of things. One is giving back, and you've given so much to this industry. Uh, you know, a past president of the RAC board, you're now, if I remember correctly, you're now uh, vice president of MIP, the incoming president of MIP. I mean, so you know, you, you keep giving and giving, giving. It's something I love about you, as as both a friend and as a as a human. But you're also talking about legacy, and it's something um, I don't think we as humans give enough thought to. What do you want people to say about you when it's over? You know, yeah. and, and, and Kirby and I recently talked about that on on our podcast about uh, the legacy of Fran Ford. You know, what, what is what is the one thing people remember about Fran Ford is that he was always so willing and giving of his time. And you could be Mr. or Mrs. Nobody in the industry. And he, when he was speaking to you, would make you feel like the most important person, not just in world. the room, but in the whole world, exactly. The whole world, the world and, melts, the melt, literally would melt away when Fran would get you with his he, arms on your shoulders. Yeah. Say, hey, buddy. St- staring <laughs> you right in your eyes. And it was just like, wow, this is just me and him and the rest of the world has disappeared. It's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, but, but I love that. So we're talking about legacy and, 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 you know, what I hear you talk about, and obviously you and I have conversations outside of recorded mediums. Um, you're, you want to have a legacy of giving back, and, and I love that. You know, one of the things, Roger, you were super intentional about getting like-minded people involved. How did you identify the people you wanted to get involved at the early stages of Bromo Cares, and, and what was your pitch? Like, how did, you, how did you make people feel what you were feeling? 
uh, that's a two-part question or two-part answer. So one, I didn't really. Danny did because he has far better and deeper and wider context than I do in the industry. That's not to say I don't know people, but right, I I know people like you and Danny and you know who have a much broader reach and. I I have the good fortune of having those relationships at my disposal to to be willing to ask for that kind of help, right. and it's it was important. Could, could, what I could have been able to accomplish versus what Danny and the collective group that he put together was able to accomplish, there's no comparison. And mm-hmm. um, it's I'm very fortunate to be in the situation to have the respect and trust of people like that who are willing to make that request on behalf of what it was we were trying to accomplish. And then part B of that was really um, getting them in the room was important, but what we, how, I mean, you were there, Bill, we didn't know 20 minutes before we were starting the thing. We didn't know exactly even how we wanted to start the discussion. No, so, had no, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but we didn't even know who was going to lead it. So, no. you know, it was sort of just like, all right, well, here's what I think. And, and, you know, for the uninitiated and, you know, just to give you kind of a little behind the scenes, you know, of what that day was like, we basically just got up and introduced ourselves to one another and did it from the perspective of not only what what am I doing in my professional career, but what am I doing philanthropically and what is the business that I work with doing philanthropically and Bill, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. if we would have been able to have tape rolling that day, the, I mean, just what we heard no question was was unbelievable and you know a lot of times when i retell the story i get goosebumps over it because right you know in some of what we've told now in the stories that have come out since we started publishing content i mean if you really go back now and consider what i'm saying and reread those stories in that context you'd be blown away and you know it's amazing to me what's already being done from a good work perspective and it was just Good fortune, maybe that that because we we started the conversation that way in the room, I think what ultimately it engendered from all of us as we were leaving was that there was something there that we needed to take a deeper look at. No question, in being in that room, um, right? And you know, just again, just to, to paint a picture, it was it was a boardroom style room. I'd say there were about twenty five to thirty people around that room, and there were some some incredible people around that table and the way we wanted to introduce ourselves was we went around the room you know not name rank and serial number like you would normally do but tell us a story briefly about how a a cause you care about and maybe if there's a promotional product tie-in and you know I I walked out of that room and it took you know it was one of those things we had an hour and a half budgeted for that meeting and I think the introductions and the stories took about an hour and 10 minutes and so you know there's a there's part of you that or me that's as it's going around it's like man this is great but are we going to accomplish anything right and then but you you start about halfway in like man I can't wait for the next story oh my gosh, I never realized that. What a beautiful thing to do and you're done at that hour and 10 minutes and you got 20 minutes left and in that 20 minutes, very quickly, we, we had all decided we're going to start telling these stories. These stories have meaning, and it starts to explain the why, right? It starts to explain why this is important because we all have all these disparate uh, causes we're, that are near and dear to our hearts for a variety of reasons. But to start um, a storytelling 
medium where there starts to be cohesion, that was cool. So it was a really uh, one of my favorite meetings of all time because I can get goosebumps too, Roger, just thinking about it. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, it's and the, the content that we've gotten out so far, be it the blog posts that right. you know, we've, we've documented or even you know these Promo Cares Radio's episodes, uh, technical difficulties notwithstanding. Sorry, everyone, right. for the Jeremy lot. That I know it sounded terrible. My bad. But uh, <laughs> we're getting better at that every single time, too. But Absolutely. You know, it, re- regardless of uh, our production value, I think the quality of, of the stories we've told alone... Again, I mean, I'll come back to the notion of context and say, like, if you if you're someone in this space that's listening to what I have to say and you've not been inspired by what you've read or heard, then I'm, we're not doing our job right. All right. And I think we are. And, and so really what it's created is this. For lack of a better term, vortex of of. Uh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. And and we've generated a lot of. A lot of interest but we've also sort of confused people i think to a certain extent at where we're at so well then that's uh, a, you, you know you, that go ahead i'm sorry no so you know i think i think we certainly want to touch a little bit on our recognizing the fact that when you've when you do a good job and you're effective in the storytelling and you don't have something that you can cl- turn around and and continue Yep. You know, it's it's sort of what we're what we're learning from binge watching Netflix series is right. you you can't put one episode out and not have the rest of the episodes ready. Yeah, and, no question. And if so, if that's something I've learned in this process, it's that. And right. Um, but I'm hoping that people will see in the you know next little bit here that where we're intending things to go will be worth having had to wait in that vortex. And, and you bring me to my next question, Mr. Transition. That's a perfect transition. That's awesome. <laughs> so you just said that, right? In the short term, I think Promocare has done a very, really great job of sharing stories of individuals and organizations in our industry that care and how that care has manifested itself, maybe using promotional products, right? We're trying to do that tie-in. I think it's done a great job. Looking a little more down the road, as just like any organization, it's organic and it's a living, breathing thing. What's your vision? You're leading this thing, Roger. You are yeah. you are the Pied Piper. Huh. What is your vision for promo cares in the industry the next, let's do short term, next 12 to 18 months. So yeah. I want to do this again with you in September of, of 2019. Where are we at in 12 months? It, well... Yeah, I mean that's that there there is the tip of the spear, and so mm-hmm. um, there's there's a couple different ways to look at it, Bill. Right? So there's sort of what might we do and what could we do, mm-hmm. and I, you know I think what we've got to make sure we get to is what do we make sure we do first? Right. And to me, what we have to make sure we do first is we have to get to a place now where member industry suppliers wanting to be able to uh, communicate what they're doing that they believe qualifies as promo cares quality or seal of approval worthy uh, programs or campaigns or you know whatever it is that a supplier wants to do 
we've set to we've put together a set of criteria that that supplier can approach promo cares to basically apply for that approval mm-hmm. and in that process then there'll be a set of actions that will occur where we will take advantage of the reach that we've generated with people interested in what promo cares might do for the world as a whole and be able to tell the stories behind what it is that each of those suppliers is doing with their campaigns. Mm-hmm. So if we're good at it, we should be able to, to be able to have distributors in the space be able to see what it is that's available that they could go talk to end buyers to tell a quote promo care story. Right. And then secondarily, we should be able to be proficient and um, smart in our ability to deliver to a distributor what that would sound like when they're out in the marketplace. Now, I'm not going to do the training per se, but I can at least give you a, a set of talking points that you can use in the marketplace and then begin to, as distributors, tell this story about how the promotional products industry can actually take the spend that you're making for advertising and do something positive in the world with it. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Right, and so I, I, I'm envious if, if I'm willing to admit to one of the deadly sins, I'm envious of Danny when he stands up on stage and hands out a big ass $1 million check and I think we can do it too. No, I and, think that's great. And I've heard you say that and it's actually, it's, it's, one of, it's, it's a big audacious goal and I think it's freaking awesome. Yeah, and so you say, what does a year from now look like? I mean, if we're doing this well, and we've created an engine that people are interested in getting behind, and we can create demand within the distributor ranks for more and more products that have this component because we've demonstrated through sales of, of these products and these programs and that they're growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that I know about suppliers in this industry, if they see something working, they're going to want to do it. And this is yeah. where sort of the rubber is going to meet the road. Because when I talk to people who are really, really interested in getting involved in this, their only concern is authenticity. No question. No question. So, because that is so, key, right? What's the Yeah. And so, and so, Bill, I mean, it's, it's vitally important for us at PromoCares. And I, you know, I'm, I'm saying it here so that people can hear me say it as the quote Pied Piper. A... The only thing that matters to me is authenticity. And B, I believe, and we will see if this comes true or not, if we're successful and there's frauds, those frauds will be so apparent because everybody else who's doing it from a place of authenticity will look and sound and feel so much completely different than the people who are doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to create the environment to allow that goodness to uh, grow. And what I know by virtue of uh, just the sheer volume of contact that I've gotten in the near term is that there's a lot of really authentic people who are dying for the opportunity to be a part of this. Yeah. No, I, I think that's awesome, Roger. Love what You know I'm a big fan and a supporter, so I love the way you explain that. I, I did have one question that I, I absolutely wanted to ask as, as I was preparing for this. Because, yes, I actually prepared for this podcast. I normally don't. Um <laughs> This is a really big thing you're trying to get off the ground. I almost, when I think of you and what you're you're doing and the time and energy and the calories you're burning to do this, it's almost like Atlas lifting the weight of the world. 
And so getting something this big off the ground is a huge challenge. It's, it's one that uh, I know you don't take on lightly. And I know you've got a lot of people supporting you doing it. But what's the hardest decision you've had to make to, uh, regarding promo cares? And how did you, you know, how did you arrive at the decision you had to make? What, what's the hardest thing you've had to do so far? Um, uh, gosh, it's in, so there's, there's, a, a <laughs> every answer is a multiple answer answer. So that's we, why I'm, that's why I asked the questions, man. It's easier than this end, isn't it? It's yeah. easier on the, it's easier on the asking end. Well, my career has been marked by having to do what I would call really Herculean things, mm-hmm. right? Like, so going all the way back to workflow one where we really didn't have much in budget whatsoever to, to, to help promote what our department was doing within the organization because of all the problems that the company was having financially. And, and we were really successful in, even in spite of all that because we just wanted to be successful that badly, right? And um, through, I, I mean, even Promo Kitchen, you know, a group of people had a big idea and a group of people within that bigger community signed up to do the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I've been around enough of these things to know that the heavy lifting is the least of your worry if you are already accustomed to that being part of the workload. And I've gotten real accustomed to that this kind of heavy lifting. Um, what, what was the hardest decision to me was the one I had to make to say that I was willing to, to be the one that's going to take the lead responsibility here because it, 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 it is a job in and of itself. And it, you know, I watched Mark and uh, Jonathan and Danny and uh, Bobby and those guys get promo kitchen started in the beginning. And I, I saw the heavy lifting that that was right. So I knew what I was signing myself up for, but when we, you know, kind of to, to go back to, um, purpose being the fifth P of marketing and that being sort of the underlying premise on why we think promo cares is important is such, it's a belief so core to me that I'm willing to be the lead dog for it. Right. And, and succeed or fail, you know, wherever we go, which I, you know, when I make my mind up to do things, typically we're successful doing them, but with this remains to be seen if we get there, but it's important enough to me to want to do the heavy lifting and being willing to sign up to be the face of it, whether it's a success or a failure. Well, uh, on behalf of one of your tribe, uh, yeah. someone who has uh, signed up and I'm, I'm happy to do the things I'm doing with you, um, and I, I love what you're doing. Let me ask you this kind of final question here as we wrap this episode of Promo Cares Radio up. And I kind of like taking over your podcast. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting a, getting a happy over here. If uh, if people want to get involved, what do they need to do? So I suspect that uh, by the time we post this, that the there's a, a a way to sign up on the website at promocares.org mm-hmm. to basically say, I want to participate. And that's the fastest way to do it. Yeah. Um, that's the most impersonal way to do it. So 
if you do that, great. And you're going to hear from me. So please do that. If you, and if that's the way you want to do it, go for it. But if you don't want to date, you just want to like, you know, uh, go for coffee. The best way would be to follow the, what we're doing on social. Yeah. And, um, you know, Instagram, Brittany Godsey is running our Instagram account and she does a lot of fun stuff that a lot of video over there. So if video is your thing. Uh, our Instagram feed is probably the best place for you to go. If you like just getting inspired in short little bursts and uh, getting little tidbits of information that might make your day a little bit brighter, then our Twitter feed is definitely the place for you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to know about what other people in the industry are doing in bite-sized chunks, I would go to the Promo Cares Facebook page. And if you want to get all up in it and spend a lot of time getting immersed in what we're doing so that maybe you get inspired, you're going to need 60 minutes of your time to do it. But the Promo Cares podcast, right, the Promo Cares radio podcast to me, I mean, if you really want to get fired up about what's going on in our industry, it's really not a better place to, to come and listen and get a dose of that uh, inspiration every other Friday. No, that's awesome. And um, again, I'm, be, I'm honored to be part of the, the movement. I, I th- again, what you're doing is, is truly phenomenal, fantastic. Um, and I, on behalf of an industry that is hungry, uh, I would dare say starving for a cohesive way to do good in the world, where promotional products are involved, thank you for taking on such an audacious task. Um, I'm excited to see where we're going. I'm excited where we're at. I'm excited for just about everything that revolves around this. It's an energizing thing. Always talking with you energizes me and gets my creative juices flowing. So (laughs) again, on behalf of the greater promo community, I want to thank you for all that you're doing. That's humbling to hear you say that. So, Bill, I will just say thank you and appreciate that uh, you, you you think that highly. Well, I'm you. super excited to see where, where it takes us. And uh, thanks for switching seats with me, man. This is uh, I, I don't often get to be on this side of the mic. So when I get the chance and obviously I'm sure everyone can tell that this is personal for me. So uh, thanks for giving me the chance to talk about it. Hey, thank you for letting me have the keys of the car. And I'll, uh, I'm returning it with a full tank of gas, and I even got, uh, got the windshield washed for you. <laughs> All right, okay. Roger. We'll talk to you.